You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Locked On Mets, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Well, Max Scherzer found his slider. How about that? He found his slider. In the second segment, I'll break down what we learned from Scherzer about how he believes he's fixed that pitch and if that really means anything for the Mets season. And then in the final segment today, I will talk about if the Mets could trade him at the deadline. Oh, yeah, there's a first segment. I have to talk about a series that was awful. So the Mets barely escaped with even a win against the Dodgers in just a awful, awful go of it coming out of the break. So we're going to get to all that. Before we do, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, follow me on Twitter at Finkelstein Ryan. You can also find some of my writing at JustBaseball.com, where I work as the managing editor. This episode of Locked On Mets is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same goes with their vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay's guaranteed fit at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay's guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Well, what a horrible weekend of baseball for the New York Mets. I don't think there's any better embodiment of putting lipstick on a pig than the Mets walk-off victory on Sunday night, where you put up a combined, what was it? Before that, two runs in three games, okay? Got shut out, you put up one, and then you have one run through nine innings. You barely make it to extras, and you bring up your best bunter and Louis Guillorme, and he fails to get the bunt down twice before finally just being forced to hit. And he just happens to get a hit. And you get a walk-off victory out of it. And look, it's great. The Mets were able to salvage a win. And honestly, I'm not trying to knock Yorme by any stretch of the imagination. I, I saw the at-bat where he's in the second pitch. It comes in on him. He barely gets out of the way. He looks pissed off. He looks like he, he almost wants to charge the mound. He said after the game he was pissed at himself. But it looked like he was a little bit pissed at how that pitcher was throwing inside on him as you know, the two guys in the corners crash, and no one really thinks that he's going to even take the bat off his shoulder and swing and because he's clearly there in a tie game to try to get that runner to third so the Mets can hit a sacrifice fly and just barely escape with a win. But I did see after that second pitch comes in on him, he looks like he wants to kill a guy. And I was like, you know what? I think Giorme might actually come through here. When you have the corners collapsing the way they were, It allows a guy that can put a good swing on a ground ball to have a hole, and he was able to put one right over the bag, and the Mets get a victory. And that is great. It's good to see, and Max Scherzer pitched really well on Sunday. And you could say the same thing about Kodai Senga on Saturday. But this team, they look like a team that is just trying not to lose and isn't going for wins. And I guess the perfect embodiment of that is winning this way. You're trying not to lose. You're trying to do the right thing. You're trying to get the butt down, get the guy to third. You don't believe that you're going to get a hit. You're just trying, all right, can we 
put the ball in play twice and get that ghost runner in for an unearned run for the Dodgers pitching staff, but we get a win. Can that please happen? And yes, they got the victory. But what happened to the bats the first two nights? I I get it. You know, Julio Urias is a very good pitcher. At the same time this year, he just went out against the Mets and he put up six scoreless and he lowered his area to 4-3-5. It's not like he is a, a top five Cy Young candidate like he's been in years past. He did look good. But the Mets got one hit in the game. One hit in the entire game. I know the Dodgers are good at pitching. Well, historically. One hit, one walk in the game. Your first game out of the break. You won six of eight heading into the break. And I I did think it was a bad omen that they lost the last two. Because if they had even just won that final game heading into the break and won that series, they would be riding high and have some momentum. And they lost all the momentum of the six-game winning streak. All of it. But you still aren't that far removed from it. You know? And hey, you come out of the gates firing against a good team. You win a series against the Dodgers. All right, you can build some momentum. And the first game out of the break, it's one hit, one walk. Yes, the pitching was not good in that game. Okay? Six runs allowed. And Justin Verlander walked six. Which I believe was close to a career high. I think he had a no-hitter through four, but... Walked six and gave up three. And David Peterson comes out of the bullpen and that didn't look great. And, you know, you go through the whole thing and there's still no one you could trust in that bullpen. You still have Dominic Leon out there and Drew Smith and, and all of that is bad pitching. And you can explain that for the six runs allowed, but the zero that you put up the goose egg in front of a home crowd coming out of the break, that's lifeless. And then Kodai Senga delivers for you the next night. Six strong innings, allows just one, nine strikeouts. I tweeted out during the game, the fact that Kodai Senga has been the Mets' ace is both amazing to watch and every bit the reason why they're in this position right now because they haven't gotten it from Verlander and Scherzer. And again, they didn't get it from Verlander in the first game. But it's the offense again that put up a measly three hits. Three walks, one run. That's it. That's all the offense they could muster. And yes, Tony Gonsolin can be a good pitcher. It's not like he's having the best season. I think he's even just getting his 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 footing. If I recall correctly, I have to look right now, make sure I'm right about this one. Yeah, I mean... Last seven games before this, or I guess including this, was a 5-5-9 ERA. So this was the start to get his footing after struggling for a while. But it's the Mets, so he was able to to <laughs> limit them to basically nothing. And then it's Bobby Miller, the rookie. And look, he's a good pitcher. Don't get me wrong, but the entire lineup can't get anything more going. You got six hits, a walk, one for six with runners in scoring position. The one hit was at the end of the game. 
So 0 for 5 in the nine innings that mattered in the beginning. And look, we can sit here and we can quibble about bullpen management and all that. Man, when your team puts up, I'm not even counting that last run. They put up two runs in a three-game series, and then they got lucky that the Dodgers didn't score in that final one because Scherzer was good. We're going to talk about Scherzer in a second here. But that is just a brutal showing for a series. Brutal. So we'll see if the Mets, after a day off, can find a little bit of momentum, but I am not counting on it. So maybe that means you trade Max Scherzer. That's what I want to talk about next. He thinks he figured out his slider. We'll discuss if he has first. This episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Want the chance to win more money with less picks? Head to Sleeper where you can win up to 100 times your money on two or more fantasy baseball picks. Sleeper is now offering up to 100 times payout for up to eight pick contests where you can choose as many as eight players that you like and pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right and you can win big. Plus, they have group chat functionality where you can see and copy your group's picks with just the tap of a button. Entries can be made in 30 seconds or less. It's that easy, and they have safe and fast withdrawals. Use the promo code Locked On. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Guess what, everybody? Max Scherzer has fixed his slider. Only took a little bit more than three months. And how many starts is he at this point in the season? He has started 17 games, nearly 100 innings pitched. He got the slider fixed. Yeah, he gave up eight home runs on it. Six home runs given up on the fastball. I wonder if you figured that one out yet. But he's got it. Look, Max Scherzer was great in this start. And after the game, he told the media that it was a stupid mistake all year, and he finally figured out he couldn't understand what was wrong. And then pitching in a rainy day game, his cleats were a little heavy, and he wasn't picking up his foot. And fourth inning, you know, he realized it drives his foot down, and all of a sudden that slider that's been hanging all year and couldn't figure out, it finally had that action that he wanted. It was finally getting down in the zone where it's supposed to be, and. All of a sudden, the stars have aligned. All the problems have been fixed. And Max Scherzer, with his 399 ERA on this season, that's not who he is. He is back to the career Hall of Fame guy. He is back to the guy from last year. Every single problem was fixed in that fourth inning. I mean, I'm not trying to knock the guy for what he said to the media because he was just being honest. And I know in his heart of hearts, he believes that to be the case. But can I sit here in front of my audience and say, hey, it's all good. Scherzer's got his slider. Okay. What does that mean for this team? Because they just won a game and they're sitting seven games under. And granted, if he found that slider two months ago, maybe they'd be at 500. Maybe he wins four more games and the momentum is just better. The team vibes are better and the energy gets them to the point where instead of being seven under, They're 500, maybe, but that's not where they're at. They're seven games under, and there's a couple weeks left. I mean, how many 
great slider starts do you have out of Max Scherzer at this point? Yeah, Jose Quintana back. So now you're strict five-man rotations. Let's count them out. You got three against the White Sox, one against the Red Sox. Next start probably on Saturday. Okay. One more against the Red Sox, two against the Yankees, two against the Nats. He probably pitches twice before the deadline. One start against the Red Sox at Fenway and a start at home against the Nationals. So best case scenario, he can help to win two more games before the deadline. You know, obviously it's one game at a time, everything else. The Mets currently, after their weekend, are sitting eight and a half back, I believe. Yeah, eight and a half back in the wild card. Eight and a half. Not getting any easier. So Scherzer has a slider. Whoop-de-doo. It's fantastic, and I hope that he does, because I hope that he has two more great starts where he looks excellent, where he goes eight innings and strikes out 12. And honestly, I don't even know if I care if the Mets win those games, because you're at a point in this season now where you just have to start to come to terms with reality. As much as I think if the Mets are four games back at the deadline, they probably stand pat. And we'll do a whole episode tomorrow about what they have to sell. But as it relates specifically to Max Scherzer, which will lead into that show tomorrow, you're in this position where the team probably should sell, but I don't think they have that King's Ransom piece out there to sell. Because they're not trading Pete Alonzo. So we're not even going to entertain that one. And if you're not trading Pete, what do you really have? So hopefully Max Scherzer's slider is fixed. Because he might just be the best thing they got. And maybe you can get a return for him. But when he can opt into a $43 million contract next year, is that even viable? And that's where I get back to, hey, maybe the Mets are sitting four games out and they just hold their cards or they trade Tommy Pham and that's it. Or they trade Tommy Pham and Mark Hanna and they call up Mauricio and they play the kids, but they still kind of try to win. I just don't know. When you see that type of a lifeless effort from the ball club around Max Scherzer, it just leads you to wonder where exactly this team's going. So maybe that slider nets the Mets a team's top 20 prospect. I want to discuss next, sort of leading into our conversation for tomorrow. What do the Mets have to sell? Is there any chance that they actually can trade their aces? We'll get to that in a minute. First, though, another word from our sponsors. So could the New York Mets trade either other aces at the deadline? Unlikely, honestly. Uh, you look at Justin Verlander. Next year, he's due $43.3 million. He has a vesting option for 2025 when he's going to be 42 years old. And if he throws 140 innings next year, he gets that option, player option. So I, I can just tell you right now, Justin Verlander is not being traded. Um, no team is signing up for that contract. 
Here's where you get to Max Scherzer and a much more interesting deal. Because it's not the money this year. The New York Mets can eat his contract. Steve Cohn can say, look, I want to trade you. Call it the Diamondbacks, for example. I know that's a team that some people have already been floating. Hey, Scherzer starts career in Arizona, ended in Arizona. You can get Max Scherzer for your playoff run. Perfect fit. And hey, guess what? We'll eat down his contract this year. You know, at this point, owed $43 million on the season. You get to the deadline, what is that? Still probably 20? Maybe Steve Cohen says, hey, I'll eat 19, whatever it is. I'm going to eat all the money. I just want the best prospect return possible. All right. Arizona can think about it. And then they can look at their salaries for next year. I'm actually curious. What do we think team payroll for next season? Arizona Diamondbacks. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. Because I wonder if Scherzer is about half of what their payroll is currently slated to be. Let's see. Arizona, Arizona. Currently at $51 million for 2024. So overnight, they have to accept to double it. Would they do that? Maybe. They have a window to win. I'm not quite sure if you can eat future salary. If you can eat salary on a player option, that I'm not aware of. I'm not really sure how willing the Mets are going to be to put money on their books for a guy that are not going to be you know, playing if they were to trade him in the ops in. So I don't know. At this point, it would be pretty surprising for Max Scherzer to decline that option unless he really did find his slider to the point where he's just lights out over his last, you know, whatever he gets at this point. Let's just say it's maybe 10 more starts this year. A little more, maybe 11. I don't know. But yeah, let's just say pitches to a sub two ERA from here on out. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he opts out of that contract to get a longer term deal. More likely than not, any team that acquires Max Scherzer has to think about that. And that contract is so big. I don't know who does it. Now, granted, a team like Arizona, uh, a team, I don't know if Baltimore is going to get in that game. One of these, let's just say Cincinnati even. One of those teams that maybe doesn't have a lot on their payroll for next year and has a young core, maybe they view that as, okay, we can do this, and if he sticks around, that's good. Or who knows? Maybe it's a, a reunion with the Dodgers. The Dodgers, who do need pitching, say, you know what? Uh, we've seen what Scherzer did to us. We saw his last two starts with that slider look great. <laughs> Man, that slider. <laughs> We're going to throw out the first 16 games of tape where he gave it up for eight home runs. Those last three starts. Remember he told us about that that foot? Who knows, okay? And that's what you got to root for as a Mets fan is for Max Scherzer to have said what he just said, to pitch the way he just pitched, to be lights out for the Nets two starts, and then maybe you actually get a team's top 20, top 10 prospect. You know the Mets are going to want one really good prospect. And, And maybe that trade is out there because you look at the market, if the Padres don't sell, and they don't put Blake Snell out there. You look around the league, Shane Bieber, 
as far as just a pitcher to lead your team to a World Series this year. I don't know if Bieber is a better option for a team or worse. Probably a better option because he has extra year of control. But like, if you're just, I want the the guy that's just gonna get. Well, actually, it's not even extra year of control because he has an extra year of affordable control. Let's put it that way. Like the the cost to get a Bieber is going to be significantly higher than a Scherzer. So when a team say, I don't want to trade three prospects for Bieber, I trade one really good one for Scherzer, maybe. Marcus Stroman is rental player option, but his option is more affordable and one that he's more likely to opt out of, you know, and actually test free. So, so he's more of a rental. Team's going to say, I want to give it that one good prospect for Stroman or Scherzer. Well, if I'm a team and looks at their player options respectively, say, so, well, Stroman option, great deal. Scherzer option, 39, better prospect goes for him. So again, my whole point is the perfect kind of confluence of things has to happen for you to net a great prospect on Max Scherzer. He has to pitch great his next two starts. You have to eat all the money this year. If there's a way to eat money next year, that would be another thing. I don't know if that's possible. I'm not that much of a cap expert to tell you. And the rest of the market where there are other starters will be available, it has to go in a direction where there's one team that views Max Scherzer as their guy, a guy that they want to bring in, that they're willing to pay, that they're willing to part with something for. And when you consider the way I think Steve Cohen still values Max Scherzer, not only to pitch this year, because I don't think Cohen really wants to give up on this season, but also to pitch into the future, to pitch for the team next year. I think he probably values Scherzer more than anyone else. So realistically, I guess you just hope the slider's fixed because maybe he can help the Mets make a miraculous push. We'll see what happens. But hey, it's fixed, and I guess that's all that matters. Anyway, that's going to be all for today's edition of Locked on Mets. If you want to catch me somewhere else, I'll actually be on an SNY show, Mets Off Day, they got a podcast, and I'll be on it on Monday. So if you guys want to check that out, and also, of course, want to check out my episode on Tuesday where I'll be breaking down what do the Mets have to sell at this deadline. We just gave a teaser of it on Scherzer. I'll go through the other candidates that are more likely to go and what the Mets could expect in return. So make sure you check out that show for all you everydayers. Follow me on Twitter at Finkelstein Ryan. Follow the show, Locked on Mets.